Hello from ABA Mid-Year Meeting 2017 in Miami, Florida. I'm Lawrence Coletti. I'm Tom Ballmer, Chief Justice of the Oregon Supreme Court. I'm Wallace Jefferson, former Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Texas. I'm Hannah Lieberman, Associate Dean for Experiential and Clinical Programs at the University of the District of Columbia Law School. And I'm Jennifer Bailey, Administrative Judge of the Circuit Civil Division here in Miami, Florida. Welcome to my hometown. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. I obviously have an esteemed panel of guests joining me today. So what we're going to do before we get started, I want to learn a little bit more about you, where you work, what you do, and a little bit about uh, how you got into this particular speaking session that you presented at ABA Midyear. So why don't we start where we began? We'll, uh, we'll start with uh, Chief Justice Bomber. Well, I am from Oregon originally. I practiced law in Boston, Washington, D.C., and then for many years in Oregon. I've been on the Supreme Court since 2001 and chief since 2012. I was asked to chair a big committee that the Conference of Chief Justices established to look at things we could do to recommend changes in the civil justice system to make it faster, more efficient, reduce cost and delay, and while keeping it the fairest system we can. And uh, Chief Justice Jefferson. And I was happy to serve on the commission with the chief and my colleagues here. Um, I served as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Texas from 2004 to 2013. Lone Star State. The Lone Star State, that's right. And, um, and I served on the court as a justice from 2001 to 2004. And before that, I was in private practice in San Antonio. And now I'm back in private practice in Austin, Texas. Is it Aggies or Hook'em Horns? It's Hook'em Horns. I gotcha. <laughs> All right. And Dean Lieberman. Hi. Um, when I was a member of this committee, I was actually the director of a civil legal aid program. And I think I was asked to be on the committee because our clients' most fundamental needs are often hanging in the balance in millions of cases in state courts across the country. So I brought, I hope, that perspective to the committee. Excellent. Welcome to the show. And Judge Bailey. It was my pleasure to serve on the Civil Justice Initiative with my colleagues here. I've been a civil judge, a judge here in Dade County for 25 years, and having worked on case management issues here locally, I was honored to chair the court operations subcommittee of our task force. Okay. Well, you all were speakers of the session called Achieving Civil Justice for All, Recommendations, Next Steps, and the Role of Bar Leaders. And so I was wondering if I could get a volunteer for somebody to give me the 50,000-foot description as to what your event was all about. So our committee completed its report in July of this year, and it was approved by the Conference of Chief Justices and the Conference of State Court Administrators. That report, which took two years to put together with a number of committee meetings Uh, an assessment of what civil litigation in the state courts looks like these days, and it's quite different from what most people, the way most people visualize it. And we completed our report with 13 recommendations for ways that states could improve the way they handle civil cases, right-sizing essentially the process that's available for every case. Not every case has to have the full panoply of discovery and motion practice that's available under the rules. Rather, if there are cases that are smaller and have fewer issues and can be decided more quickly with less discovery, less uh, motion practice, we ought to do that for those cases. On the cases that require uh, a lot of judicial time, 
that involve many parties and complex legal issues, we need to give those cases the time they deserve. So our recommendations hope to achieve those goals. Okay, and so just for my clarity, this is just civil court, civil decisions, not criminal. Right, this is just civil, not criminal, not family, not juvenile. Okay, gotcha, I gotcha. So the 13 recommendations, uh, do you remember what they are? Well, they're all in the report. The most significant (laughs) recommendation is recommendation one, that courts have to take responsibility for moving cases from filing to completion and take responsibility throughout that process and take responsibility as an institution. In other words, it's not just the judge, it's everybody that works in the court system. We need to re-engineer and retrain our staffs so we can take full advantage of the opportunities that technology and e-filing presents. And we need the lawyers to cooperate and work with us in terms of moving their cases forward in an effective way to focus on the most important discovery early in the case so they can value and assess uh, how they want to proceed with their case as early as possible. Excellent. Excellent. So in terms of the leaders of the bar associations, and obviously this is at the American Bar Association, so there'll be a little bit of a trickle-down effect when it comes to individual state bars, but what were some of the recommendations as far as bar leaders can contribute that you guys were making? Uh, So my particular focus was on the challenges facing what we call the high volume dockets. Those include landlord tenant, sometimes foreclosure, debt collection, and small claims where really the business of state courts is right now. Millions and millions of cases far eclipse in terms of number, for example, tort or other complex cases. And what makes those Cases require special attention, and one of the recommendations is that courts give those high-volume dockets special attention is because our traditional adversary system just isn't working well. One of the reasons is that most defendants in those cases are not represented while the plaintiffs are. So landlords are represented, debt collectors are represented, but the people who are facing eviction or collection efforts are not. So there's a huge imbalance. And so one of my recommendations was actually asking from the private bar to step up and work with courts to really reimagine ways of providing very active, engaged advice and guidance to folks who are getting lost in the system and against whom judgments are being entered that are incorrect, illegal, and lead to horrible consequences, loss of housing, inability to get jobs, inability to get loans, and are really destabilizing. So for the bar, there's a real opportunity to step up and help the courts rethink the system and provide a new array of legal services. It seems to be kind of a balancing act. Uh, just got done with an interview with uh, Mr. Alan Diamond, and he was talking about what the ABA Commission on the American Jury, they're uh, so far, because at the middle point, what they've uh, found in their research. And it seems like there's a balancing act between the speed and then getting your full day in court. And were you seeing some of that in your studies as well? I think that there's a balancing act between how much discovery you can get and how much discovery you really need. That's the one that we focused on more because discovery is where a lot of time and expense gets spent, not always wisely, in civil litigation. I think the lawyers that we talked to, we talked a little bit about length of trial, 
they felt that then uh, there's a some people think well I ought to be able to try this case for as long as I want to I think most of the people on our committee felt that judges could control this more make sure that the time spent in trial is used efficiently uh, that they when courts are doing jury trials they need to tr you know have trial all day long they need to minimize the breaks they need to be responsive to the citizens that we're asking to serve as jurors and not make their lives unduly complicated but obviously you still need to be able to put on your your full case uh, and there is sort of a balancing act there i think most people in our committee felt judges could play a more active role in making that time spent in the jury trial more efficient and perhaps shortening it you know a, a typical model in the the provision of legal services is that a client or the consumer pays a lawyer by the hour and so the longer the case proceeds in court the more expensive the litigation becomes and the fewer people can afford to vindicate their rights and so one of the things that we're attempting to do is you know streamline some of these cases so that um, a person actually has a chance of, of coming to court and having their dispute resolved in an efficient manner. And so curbing excessive discovery and getting to trial uh, more quickly will open the door of the courthouse to many more people. How about alternative dispute resolution measures? Was there some, some prominence in that and some of the things that you were looking at? There was discussion of that. We're not opposed to mediation or arbitration. We think people ought to have alternatives if they want to, but we want the state civil justice system to be an attractive alternative to arbitration and mediation. If there's going to be arbitration or mediation, it ought to happen quickly early in the case. If you're going to mediate or if you want to settle it or something like that, the sooner the better. Having a firm trial date helps people get to settlement or get to mediation and sooner. Uh, we're not opposed to mediation or arbitration. We do want to have a civil justice system that is more cost-effective than it has been recently, and we want to allow people to get to trial if they want to get to trial. And in terms of going to trial, at least right now, the data indicates that very few cases actually go to trial. However, we continue to use the trial date as the lodestar for case management. So we're managing towards an event that right now very rarely occurs. A big recommendation that came out of the Civil Justice Initiative is to manage the case throughout the life of the case so that there are these intermediate deadlines for the completion of fact discovery and expert discovery so that parties can, at a meaningful point in time, value their case, have the facts that they need to determine what the best procedure is for them to follow whether that's mediation, whether that's an arbitration, whether that's going to trial, they need to process the case through a beginning, a middle, and then if a trial is the end, a trial is the end, but they get there in a cost-effective and timely way. Okay, so I have two last questions for you. The first one, I'm going to put you all on the spot just a little bit. Uh, if you could pick one thing to change about our civil justice system, what would it mean? And I think this time we'll start uh, with Judge Bailey. We would all have the latest epic technology. We would have the ability to do push notifications. The files would be open and transparent to everyone. And it would be just like your package from Amazon. At any given moment, you would be able to tell where your case was and what was going on. Dean Lieberman. Every civil and, of course, criminal, but every civil litigant would have access to excellent 
legal assistance to the extent they need and want it. Chief Justice Jefferson. I agree with that. I would have in certain cases where basic civil legal needs are at issue, have the government, if necessary, pay for the representation of our indigent citizens. Chief Justice Bomber. I agree with that, too. I mean, our system, we think of our system as being one, and we learned in law school, one where you've got a lawyer on both sides and a judge with time to listen to the case uh, in the middle. And we have fallen very far away from that ideal. Now, we have to do this in a way with technology and perhaps with some non-lawyer uh, legal assistance or advice just in the real world of limited dollars. But I think providing adequate uh, assistance, whether it's technology or a lawyer or a paralegal or a navigator of some kind to litigants in the civil litigation process is really important. Well, that looks like an excellent place to leave it. I want to thank you all for stopping by. But uh, before you go, we're going to have some listeners, and they're going to be hearing this through our channels and also through the American Bar Association. There'll be lawyers listening. So if they're interested, they want to follow up, learn a little bit more, how can they find you? Judge Bailey. Well, the best way to follow up on all of this is go to the website sponsored by the National Center for State Courts, which is www.ncsc.org civil, where the reports and the implementation processes are mapped so that lawyers, bar associations, and court systems that are interested in this can proceed to see what guidance they can get. But I'm at the Miami-Dade County Courthouse, so people can look me up on the internet and we'll be happy to talk to them. Dean Lieberman. And I'm at the UDC Law School Hannah.Lieberman at udc.edu, and I'd be delighted to talk to folks. Chief Justice Jefferson. And I'm Wallace Jefferson in Austin, Texas. Just Google me, and you can find me that way. And you can watch the Longhorns with him. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Tom Ballmer, and I'm on the Oregon Supreme Court, and uh, my email address is right on our website. Easy to find. Excellent. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I want to also thank our guests for joining us today and our listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you've heard today, please rate us on iTunes, and we'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Consult a lawyer.